0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Well, haven't we just been living through a week of questions? Questions, but the answers are just starting to be provided. So some of these questions. What will the AFL do with Port Adelaide in the wake of the ALIA debacle that Ken Hinkler yesterday admitted was a big mistake? What's happening with Squirrel Grip Gate? What's happening in Chincaterra with Dimmer? What's happening with Ken Ingley's New Deal? What's Andrew McWalter's chances of taking the top job at Richmond now look like? And what's happening with the specifics when it comes to round 24? And then we've got the long-standing issues. What's happening with Tassie? And what's the AFL doing in regards to Hawthorne's handling of its racism probe that went haywire? And that was further muddied yesterday with the news. The Cultural Safety Review author, Phil Egan, has been charged with 73 offences. Just back to round 24 in that fixture, though, for a moment. Now, this will be announced Monday, I think I said the same thing last Friday, but the evenness of the season is to blame. The most unpredictable round of recent memory last weekend meant the finals equation is as blurred as ever. So here's what the AFL want to do. They want to create a super Sunday event. And my understanding is the league want to create a scenario where every game on the Sunday, say three of them, all carry a sink or swim consequence. Now, I hate overlapping games like many of you, but at the risk of sounding hypocritical, there's something attractive about the last day of the home and away season taking on an English Premier League-style all-at-once schedule. Anyway, I checked with the league yesterday. That's not happening. All too hard, we're told, with broadcasters and such, given they cop it for 15-minute overlaps. You can't imagine three, four games clashing, the sort of feedback they might get. I just think there's a home for it on the last day, or the last round. one 736 736 if you can have that. I know a lot of you are eager to see the specifics of the final weekend. This is the Captain's Run. It's for State Transport. Our people are your solution. You can give us a call on the open line for EFS, delivering simple freight solutions. It's one 736 736 Now, we did get an unexpected answer last night on Tuke Miller, who I think... I think, has every right to be bitterly disappointed. Benefit of the doubt goes to the batsman. Benefit of the doubt goes to the goal umpire on soft calls. And benefit of the doubt, in this case, I think, should go to the tackler too. How do we determine intent when the accused says he has no and never had any intention of doing anything of the sort? Now, the timeline on this had Dane Zorko complain on field to the umpire, but not to the AFL, and his medical report was clear. So, Tuke Miller was cleared by the MRO. Dane Zorko then... Well, he gave the in Queensland interview that flipped all of this on its head. Yeah, it's interesting. You're allowed to grab the
0: groin region now and squeeze it and do whatever you want to it. So that's um, an interesting rule that's just clearly <laughs> been cleared by the AFL. So uh, yeah, it, quite interesting that got off. I and mean, we had really good evidence to support the case. And um, I tell you what, my groin, e- my groin region's quite bruised at the moment. So yeah, it's funny how that, that all happens. And they took no action. Well, clearly not. Yeah. yeah. must have been an accident. It's an accident when yeah. they
1: get up and they smile and laugh about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we'll battle. get into it for the rest of the season then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, they've set the precedence now. So stay with me for a moment. So the league's integrity unit then contact the Gold Coast Suns. The integrity unit. A please explain request was sent. Miller then gave not one... For two interviews to the AFL and he stressed his innocence all the way through in that he didn't deliberately grab Zorko on the testicles. Now the original clear medical report then had a second medical report provided that showed in fact that there was some damage. So in a he said, she said situation, the league has sided with Dane Zorko. The Suns won't appeal, It's too late and the appeal process for conduct unbecoming is a lot more complicated than the old MRO tribunal appeals board process. So conduct unbecoming for a tackle. Bailey Smith caught Copped conduct unbecoming for doing drugs. That's Jordan Degowie for a New York nightclub fight. This is a punishment for off-field crimes. But if the AFL was going to hit Took Miller with something that's what it had to give in the MRO and the tribunal process had cleared him. So there's no doubt Took Miller's reputation has been tarnished, as the Sun said in their statement yesterday. He and Gold Coast have accepted the one-week ban because A, appealing was far more complicating. B, it's too late in the week, and C, they had an element of just wanting to end the saga after a whole week of it. And I'm with David King somewhat, if it is deemed intentional, then why is it only one week? Surely grabbing someone there deliberately should be more than a one match ban. <laughs> Miller did apologise in his statement yesterday though, and this was Dane Zorko on SN Queensland this morning.
0: From my point of view, I guess it's the the hearing's now over and we've got to focus on the Fremantle. But what I will say is the support from not only the club, but um, I really appreciate the AFL actually um, looking deeper into it and, um, you know, obviously hearing my side of the story as well, I thought was um, really great that they, they were able to do that. But the support throughout the, the club from the, ho- the whole week has been um, unbelievable. But as I said, yeah, I mean, it's finished now. The investigation's over and um, just looking
1: forward to playing Fremantle yeah. this week. So that was Dane Zorko this morning. And at the end of an interesting week, isn't it? Up at Brisbane, you know, coming off that Q Clash thumping at the hands of Gold Coast, they've dropped two of their past three matches. They have Fremantle at Optus Stadium. Last order of business for round 21. one is a stack to get to on the captain's run today. But don't be shy on the open line for EFS delivering simple freight solutions. In fact, I've even got a couple of prizes to give away here. I've got a Signet Boost Power Bank and I've got a double pass to the side bottom Pendles and Tony Shaw show if you are of the Collingwood persuasion if you can only text, prefer the calls but if you can text that's fine as well, the 40 Wings temper, 0433 98 temper, a mattress like no other, Pat is up in Brisbane, he's been waiting off on the line very patiently indeed to open us up this morning, g'day Pat, welcome.
0: Hey thanks thanks, Tammy, hey look just have a, a couple of questions for you, Um, do you think that um, if it was on, the shoe was on the other foot and it was Zorko that did that to Tuke Miller, would the ramifications have been the same, that they would just have wiped their hands clean of it, or do you think that they would have gone hard on Zorko? Because I'm of the opinion, based on what I've seen, that they would have just slapped him a two to three week suspension straight away, and someone like like Toby Green as well. So my point is that AFL have certain players they protect and look after, and others that they don't.
1: So, Pat, for the record, you think they've gone light on Tuke Miller as opposed to heavy?
0: Uh, yep, I do. I think it's deserving of three, two to three. If that's the decision that they've made, which it is, it, and it's ridiculous that it took that long to come to that decision. Mm. Um, I agree then, with you
1: yep. there. I agree with you there. But you, you are, you think beyond reasonable doubt, he deliberately sought to grab Dane Zorko there for that period of time, and, and that was all intentional.
0: That's my opinion. Yep. Okay. All right. Especially Fair enough. The,
1: yep. yep. Fair Especially enough, Pat. I appreciate Bye. it. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Sorry to cut you off there, Pat. Slight delay up there in Queensland, it would appear. Apologies. Uh, but I think you got your point out. Are you with him or are you not with him? It's a, it's the classic he said, she said. I find it fascinating, though, that they've essentially chosen to believe one player over the other. And it all was based off that initial interview that uh, Dane Zorko gave on the Monday on radio. Mel's in Malvern. Mel, welcome to the captain's run. <laughs> Boy, mate. I mean, it's a, it's a shame in a way that Dane Zalko wasn't born in another time and place because during the Second World War he would have been a fantastic code breaker. Yeah, the players' code, Mel. Not, not so much. Not so alive and well. No, that's just he's thrown him It's just wrong, you know. Annabelle was a grand final this week, you know, or something like that. He's come out and thrown him under the bus. It's just, you know, look. As I said, he said it was an accident. He, it did happen. He's not trying to deny that. But anyway, you've got to move on. But he's really broken the code. He'll cop it for the rest of his career now, Zocco. So mm. It's interesting, Mel. The, the, I guess the currency or the strength of the player code, as you mentioned it, Mel, like historically stronger than anything now in the eyes of you and perhaps a few others fading somewhat in the modern game. I'm speaking to Nick Del a little bit later on in the show and, might ask him the player code, uh, whether it's uh, it's an alive, as alive and as well as what it was during his time, even, and maybe even before him. But It's an interesting point that you raise, Mel. There's certainly no love lost between the pair, and that certainly influences how they were both going to behave in the aftermath, uh, particularly Dane Zorko, who felt that he was... Um, he was the one who was uh, who was hurt in the end. Hey, Port Adelaide, I want to get to this quickly. We'll come back to Tuke Miller and Dane Zorko and we'll get to the open line, which is flying along at the moment. Port Adelaide will later this hour, about 9.45, detail the fine they have been hit with by the AFL for allowing Aaliyah Aaliyah to return to the field in the showdown loss to Adelaide last Saturday night that, at the risk of speaking for everyone, I think had... If not all of us, the vast majority of us absolutely flabbergasted at home on the couch that the defender was allowed back on. Now, I'm told this is a a fine of uh, decent proportions, no suspended element to it either. It'll be a big whack for Port Adelaide, a fine only, but no suspended element of it. Chris Davies, uh, the football manager, will speak at Adelaide Airport in about half an hour's time. We might even try to bring you that live, nevertheless we will bring you, obviously, all the key points here on the captain's run, so keep it locked here to 11.16 SEN. Back to the open line, though, where we find Brendan down in Bomb Beach. G'day, Brendo. G'day.
0: G'day, mate. I've just got uh, two quick points to make. Uh, as, as his reputation goes, you're right, it is tarnished, but for, for what he did, not the penalty. And my second point is you don't accidentally grab someone. You might accidentally hit someone or brush someone, mm. but you don't accidentally grab someone. I'm sorry so, that. So it seems like an outright lie.
1: So I might be gullible and a bit naive, Brandon, but I looked at it and thought in real time, it was so quick. Like I thought, is it possible that he could have just grabbed him there by mistake? But you're not having any of that.
0: No, no. You know what you got your hands on. You know, uh, you grab an apple. You can feel it's an apple. You grab an orange, you can feel it's an orange. You grab a glass, you can feel it's a glass. So mm. I I believe
1: if you grab that area, you know what you got your hands on. Fair enough, Brendan. Fair enough. Uh, off the text here, three hundred oh four double three. sorry, 981116. Yeah, blame the victim, Edmund. I'm not blaming Dane Zorko. That's honestly what he feels, and fair enough. Argue your case. But then Took Miller knows... Only he knows what his intent was, and he's vigorously saying he didn't do anything deliberately. So there's the beyond reasonable doubt part of it for me that I struggle to reconcile with. Like, there's enough doubt there, I would have thought, to to make it very hard to suspend um, Tuke Miller. And then they have done, they've made their mind up, and they've only given him a week. So it's sort of a, it's an in-betweeny, keep everyone sort of relatively happy sort of a sanction, isn't it? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Kevin's down in, in Pakenham. G'day, Kev. Welcome to you.
0: Yeah, g'day, mate. Um, listen, that that guy Colin Miller a liar, well, I think Zorko could possibly be the liar because if any bloke has ever had a hit in the nuts or grabbed, um, they're not getting up and straight away and just carrying on. They're on their hands and knees in pain. Now, if his testicles are swollen and bruised and as bad as he says they are, How could he possibly have just jumped up and wanted to have a go at Miller and then commence playing without stopping for the pain? How is that possible?
1: Uh, Look, I'm no expert in this space, Kevin. Um, And at the risk of getting too nitty-gritty with it, he grabbed them as opposed to blunt force trauma. Could I put it like that, perhaps? So maybe he was sore. Clearly the medical report, the second iteration of it anyway, showed there was some bruising and some soreness to said area. So look, I mean, we can only take the players' <laughs> At their word, to be honest, Kevin. Don't take me down that path, Kevin, please. I don't I don't need to go into the specifics of it, do I? Um, hey, listen, uh, news just to hand as well. Speaking of the answers coming in. So we got our answer on Tooke Miller, even though some of us do or don't like it. The answers just come in on Port Adelaide. So Chris Davey speaking in half an hour's time. I can tell you that the power of being fined $100,000 by the AFL for allowing Aliyah Aliyah back onto the field of play. Now, as I said before... My understanding is none of that is suspended. So it's not 50,000 pay, 50,000 suspended. It's the full tote, $100,000 fine. That is a seismic whack for a football club. Do they deserve a fine of that magnitude? Should it have been more? Should it have been less? one 736 736 on the open line. That's humming along at the moment, thanks to EFS, delivering simple freight solutions. Uh, Chris, sit tight. Brian, Tony, Brett, Dean, I'm going to get to all of you, I promise. Not the Midday Madness promise, just the opening hour of the captain's run. I'll give you my word that we'll get you up shortly. We need to take a break. The McCafe menu is a big one today. Nick DelSano is going to join us, preview the round of football. Can't wait to speak to Jack Payne. Five years, that new deal up at the Brisbane Lions as a key back of enormous promise. Richard Hummerston, Gareth Hall, Adam Peacock to talk all things around a 16 at the FIFA Women's World Cup. And plenty more ahead of us, thanks to McCafe, our official coffee partner. But back to the open lines right after this.